What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Data is Calling podcast. You're here with Mary and Claire. It is July 18th, and do we have an episode for you? We've got it all today, folks. We've got <laughs> NIL stuff. We've got UFC, some Conor McGregor data. We've got the WNBA All-Star Game. We've got the Home Run Derby. Um, and then, last but not least, we have our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Zoom summer interns on. <laughs> They're exciting. They're fun. And they give just like a little bit of a new perspective to college and how data can help them. So stick around at the end of the podcast for a quick little interview with our three summer interns. They're amazing. It'll be worth your time. And make sure that if you are looking for interns, you can consider these three in the future. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would recommend. Good people, better interns. (laughs) Hey, I just met you. All right, let's okay. get into it. Hell yeah. First up on the hotline. We is- have the Cavender twins taking the NIL world by storm. You've probably seen them all over TikTok. They're freaking IG everywhere. Wheels. They are everywhere. Literally everywhere. They are Fresno State women's basketball players also obviously twins and they've just built these platforms. So when NIL hit July 1st, we were like, yep, definitely. They're going to be hit up for this. And guess what they were? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. And um, major, major boost mobile sponsor um, made history with them had a huge billboard in Times Square. So guess what? We used, we decided to check it out. Um, as we do over here. As per usual. Can't keep our nose out of anybody's business. We had to check it out. <laughs> so we just checked out like really, really quickly within the last month. Just their, pretty sure their owned data. So just from their personal accounts, not any of the sponsored um, stuff they've done or branded stuff. They've posted almost 400 times within the last month and have it's almost a, jo- a million. It's a joint account. No, no. They okay. each have their own. So together yeah. they've both posted over four. That's a lot of posts. Yes. It's a lot of posting in a month. Um, but yeah, like they're out there pushing out the content. Um, they do the basketball to the music under the knees thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 They do it all. Um, okay. Just making sure that I have their, their, yeah. And their follower interaction rate, almost 9%. What? Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) Almost 9 million impressions. And this is just until the 14th. And now today's the 18th. Two weeks into July. Yeah. Um, almost a million dollars in social value of just their, their own content, like just photos posted there. Instagram, just their own tweets. Like it's insane. Um, My so keep on the ground. Yeah. I would say like, keep an eye out for these girls and also keep an eye out on other female athletes in the college space, because we're seeing great 
engagement with their content, which we've said for the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that NIL is a thing, we're seeing great engagement still with new partnerships with them. Mm-hmm. So just keep your eyes on female collegiate athletes and sponsorships that they start to sign doing really well. And I think the cool thing, <clears throat> like a note we can take from this is I think a lot of people think like when you're building a platform, that means like, here's a day in the life of me as a college athlete at Fresno State. Like nobody needs to see that. No, like it's been done so many times. Um, so it's interesting to see and like very optimistic to see that you can just push out the content that you would also just be yeah. pushing out if you weren't an NIL uh, student and making money off of it. You don't have to be like, listen to me because I play sports. It can be like, I really love makeup when I'm not on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you have one of those beauty, um, like a, like a Finsta for your beauty um, yeah. products. And There's like a girl, things like that. I don't know if you've seen her TikTok videos. She's a volleyball player somewhere. Um, and she does home improvement videos. Like she, how is she not on my feed? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I love her videos. She has um, over a million TikTok followllowers and she's able to now profit off of not only that content that she, she really likes houses. She, she makes that money. Yeah. Well, yeah. And she like redoes her room and like a shed in her backyard and all the stuff that she wasn't able to get sponsorships for which had nothing to do with her being a student athlete, but now she finally can. NIL has passed. We're very happy for that. And we really can't wait to see what else happens with women, females, and males in the space, especially as like college starts to return and sports, those sports come back and are back on campus. And we'll, we'll really love to see that the game day content we'll get from those football players. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like when, when freaking Joe Burrow and the LSU boys, you love the the gat TikTok. Imagine if they could have made money off of that. Yeah. Yes. I do love Joe Burrow. And I did love the LSU won that national championship. And we'll talk more in our interview with the interns about kind of like what NIL means, what they're seeing so far in the space and like what they're excited about and everything else. So stay tuned for that. Up next, we were talking about UFC 264. Everybody was talking about it. It was Conor McGregor's first fight back. Um, and pretty unfortunate ending for Conor McGregor. (laughs) Well, yeah. And, but we also know that man is a marketing guru genius, the Dalai uh-huh. Lama of marketing, like whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he like knows how to like, he has a brand and he freaking like flaunts it. He goes out lays it to put it in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he like knows what the people want and the people want drama from him all the time. And he's just give the pumping out the drama, <laughs> giving it to them. So as everyone knows by now, he ended up breaking his ankle. Spoiler. Uh, during the fight. And if you didn't know, now you know and get over it. Conor McGregor's ankle's broken. But my, my man was still pumping out the content as he was like on his way to surgery, as he was getting out of surgery, everything. So guess what? He's we the looked, next Kardashian. He's, he's like in a league of his own on the floor of the the UFC fight on the mat when Joe Rogan was interviewing him. Uh. He's, he can't physically stand up. 
my man is already talking about the next fight. Like he's <laughs> a storyteller. Like he just Ronda Rousey, like tweeted about it. And she was like, this man like knows how to market himself. She was like, if I was in that exact like situation, I would never even think about talking about the next fight or like or talking to anybody amped up or yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's on the ground and he's like, Joe, get your ass over here. You need yeah, to interview yeah. me right he's now. He's like, Joe, I need to tell the people this, this new thing I'm going to come out with, like drink <laughs> my what, whiskey. Now I make ankle braces <laughs> and you should. Yeah. It's unreal. My guy is unreal. And obviously he's like a very followed athlete because people loved his, love his controversy, love and his drama. technically it's like international too, which always helps. Exactly. We looked at a singular Instagram post that this man posted a photo of himself being carried out on a gurney with a broken leg, like wrapped up ankle. (laughs) You want me to read the caption? It says, you need people like me. (laughs) You need people like me. With no explanation. What is this world without drama? Nothing. Nothing. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Literally am. You need people like me. He posted oh. it at 6 a.m. Eastern time um, <laughs> on July 11th. I this got these absurd. metrics. That is I got absurd. These, I did these metrics on July 15th. Okay. So, so three days ago. It yeah. It had its lifespan at that point. 3.3 million dollars of social value for one singular photo of him laying on a gurney. Is there any, is there any partnership in it at all? Or is it just him? No, but there should have been, man. Oh my God. 3.3 million likes, 102,000 comments. Well, let me, let me hit you with the projected impression. Okay. 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 (laughs) 34 million. What? 10% 10% engagement rate. You know, everyone was just sending this to their friends being like, this man is unreal. You need people like me. That's what I'm captioning my next Instagram. Please do. Oh my you God. Need you need people like me. Like genius. Yeah. And yeah. it makes me so upset. <laughs> and then he probably tweeted about like, buy my whiskey. And people probably did. <laughs> Yeah, because you need. I'm drinking like this whiskey. I'm drinking this. Painkillers? Who? I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> Literally. Literally, that is. Oh, people said. People were saying though. like, this is so funny. People were like, instead of drinking so much wh- of his own whiskey, Conor McGregor should start bottling milk because that man needs calcium, <laughs> <laughs> so his bones don't break. And Moiner vitamin never D. Disappointed. <laughs> Jordan never disappoints. Somebody. So we photoshopped milk into one of his whiskey bottles, <laughs> like with its logo. I was like, this That's is so unreal. Disgusting. You start putting Conor McGregor on milk cartons. <laughs> Don't be like you Connor. won't break your we bones. We need people like Conor. <laughs> Don't get osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wait, wait, wait! Before we get too far past this, yeah, uh, that post was on Instagram. Instagram, <clears throat> yes. Here's the deal, and if. If this might, be, I might be mansplaining this to you guys at this point in time. Instagram, <laughs> you guys might already know this. Instagram is the number one place for all social metrics. 
And it might be like the psychology behind Instagram. I don't know a single person that very consciously scrolls their Instagram and picks and chooses what they like. I think it's just like a rapid fire mm-hmm. um, scrolling. Yeah. We used to like, call it like you have to make thumbs up in content so that people actually stop scrolling. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> I love that. Thumb stopping. That's funny. And <laughs> guess who's thumb stopping? Connor, Connor McGregor, the notorious MMA. <laughs> but Instagram is like, you could literally post a picture of anything on Instagram and it's going to get better impressions, engagements, social value than literally anything else you posted and we know this because um I know I've said this too many times I wrote a thesis <laughs> and I looked for things like this and you could post the same thing across Twitter Facebook and Instagram and Instagram's metrics would like I'm not kidding double Facebook and Twitter combined yeah and it's also part of their new algorithm where they feed you content back into your feed oh yeah sense you know like yeah. the, with the non-chronological stuff they're gonna keep rotating content so that oh sometimes always have things from five days ago at the top of my feed and yep. I'm like what but it's because you didn't like it yet so oh. at some point you're gonna like it Instagram is sustainable the recycling now I guess <laughs> I just because you need people like Conor McGregor yeah the world needs job needs oh, drama. Yeah. I wish I had that amount of confidence to say things like that about myself yeah one day one day we will you need people like you need people like me what? <laughs> <Let>, moving on <laughs> something really cool happened this, this year's <laughs> WNBA all-star game as it coincided with uh Olympic year mm-hmm. um, we were able to see team USA play the WNBA all-stars and just bring a whole new element to the game which had me yeah. thinking, like, how can they recreate this in years coming? Because um, when it's not an Olympic year. Right. And it just yeah. brought a new level of like competition and attention and everything else because people obviously. Also, with all the controversy around the Olympic roster. Right. Exactly. That something really cool also was that Mountain Dew was like a huge presenting sponsor of the mm-hmm. game as well as the three point contest. Um, and watching it having watched many many nba all-star games in the past and seeing mountain dew the way that they sponsor the men's games usually i'm angry with how sponsorships cross over from male to female Mm -hmm. this year i was like they did it up like this looks exactly how it looks for the nba game like they made up like specific rules for the three-point contest. They had the logo everywhere. Like it was really, really well done. And I wanted to check out like how Mountain Dew performed for within the a WNBA All Star from game. a brand yeah. value perspective. From a brand uh-huh. perspective. So basically, I I had a feed going for all WNBA All Star content. So mentions of the All Star game, posts okay. from WNBA etc. Covering and the then, bases. Yep. And then I made a workflow for Mountain Dew, which included the hashtags that they were using for the three-point contest, um, mentions of them, everything basically. And did there were we do logo. Did we get logo on? That? I did not do logo. So okay. I would have been really, I think like this is a low number. If we had done logo, like their logo was everywhere. So I think uh-huh. it would have 
done even better. And it was on social graphics and everything else. Uh Um, But just from until the 15th Mountain Dew with WNBA content, there were almost 300 posts, organic posts. Wow. Um, Yeah. So so the WNBA was mentioning it, but then people were talking about it on social, like, because the three-point contest like went into extra rounds. Like it was super close. It was very exciting. Uh Um, And people were out there like using the hashtag mentioning Mountain Dew, like very associating it with. That's what we see from women's sports fans. They are engaged as hell. Yeah, they exactly. They are, they are their own stand accounts at all times. Yeah. And they, and we've said it 9 million times. Like they are like, they have a love in their heart now for Mountain Dew that they didn't Mm -hmm. have before, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're like, look at them doing this great three-point contest. Look at their logo everywhere. Look at like the walk-in photos that the players were in with the Mountain Dew. The orange carpet. Can we just take a moment for the orange carpet? Yeah. That was ever translated the sweatshirt to the carpet needs a raise. Brilliant. (laughs) Throwing that out there now needs a raise. That was Awesome. That was awesome. And like, and the daughters, all the girls matching with their, all the women, sorry, matching with their daughters in those. Yeah. I was like, shut up. There's so this much so opportunity well to grow that in the years coming too. Oh my God. Get a sponsor I with think, that. I think they should do a travel <laughs> city. I mean, I know you and I were talking about it. Yeah. This week. I want a fashion show associated with it. Like, I don't want just the orange carpet. I want an entire fashion show. I want like Bruno Mars singing on the runway. Like I want it all. (laughs) That's a fantastic idea. Thank you. You get one designer brand to just use the WNBA athletes as their models one time. We're not asking for it all the time, but that's a fantastic idea. Thank you. Such a good idea, Mary. I mean, I'd love to see it. Like we're already obsessed with this type of content anyway. Yeah. I mean, and it even like crosses over into the men's side. Like people love seeing them, what the men wear as the well. The men do show up looking snazzy. I will yeah. say that the men of the it NBA, could be a it could be a crossover event. Yeah. Why not? You guys can't see it, but my jaw just dropped. That's a great <laughs> idea. Wow, that's a really I'm I'm gonna have to call the WNBA. <laughs> Anybody Caroline, Caroline, <laughs> Kathy Engelbert. <laughs> that would be so cool. And if they did it as like a charity thing, well, yeah. Shut up. Oh. Yeah, but that's also what I wanted to mention with sorry. I completely no, no, took you off track no. there. All perfect. Um, with seeing the value that Mountain Dew got from this, it's now mm we've said it before, like we're shifting the conversation, like sponsoring women's sports is valuable. It's not just charity. Like they're not just throwing their logo on everything because like they feel bad because it's the women's game. Because it was contractual. (laughs) Right. Like, no, like they're getting stuff out of it. It's, it's Mm a ROI situation going on over here. Yeah, for sure. And like, obviously Mountain Dew is owned by Pepsi. Pepsi owns yeah. Gatorade. So it's not like, I don't think the usage of Mountain Dew as a product is going to transfer, but mm-hmm. people know that tie know that Pepsi. Yes. Um, whereas I think on the men's side, that NBA side, that they actually genuinely do like drive sales <laughs> because yeah. like NBA fans do drink Mount, like Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. 
it always starts in the WNBA. We've said it a couple of times. These brands are leveling it up for women's sports now. Like they're not being lazy anymore. Like they're putting yeah. some time, effort and energy into it. And like yeah. realizing that it's just as important to make it sick as hell as it is on the men's side. Sick as hell. <laughs> yeah. Time Next to topic, about. home MLB home run derby. Which I think might be the first home run derby that I've seen being spoken about on social. Honestly. Um, I used yeah. to like never know when the home run derby was happening. It would just like one day I'd turn on my TV and it would be there. Yeah. And I knew like two weeks in advance that the home run derby was coming because of social this year, which was really good. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're talking just home run derby. Um, but I don't know if you guys were paying attention on social in the weeks and week coming up to the home run derby, mm-hmm. a little man named Otani from the angels was just like making a lot of noise on social. Um, yeah. people just couldn't stop talking about this guy. Yeah. Which is funny because in the feed that I created for the home run derby, uh, I, I did like the phrase home run derby, mm-hmm. the phrase, the name Pete Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Hashtag the winner, Alonzo, just in case the winner, the back to back the winner. Yeah. Hashtag home run derby. And then the phrase home run derby. And when you go into our feed, the top four posts, I specifically searched for Pete Alonzo. The yeah. top four posts are all about Otani. Amazing. The it man also, didn't even win. He didn't even win. I know. And the man doesn't even have social media. <laughs> he has no idea people are talking about him on social media. But he it was also like, Stephen go. A had said some controversial stuff about him. So people were like all eyes watching, you know, Otani, especially during the home run derby. And like, this guy is just so cool. Genuine. Like I had a friend that used to work at the angels and she, I think I have a sweatshirt with him on it actually from his like first or second season. Amazing. It's like his face. They like everybody at the angels organization cannot say nice enough things about him. And Mike Trout, like those two human beings, mm-hmm. the front office genuinely loves love that, that, which is I really, really cool. That. On top of that, he donated however much money he got for $150,000. Oh, yep. A little 150K to the Angels Foundation. All Just all of it. Amazing. All of it. Yeah. Like, um, and no, all the pictures, no personal has, social. <laughs> he has just has the biggest smile on his face yeah, during every yeah. single every single piece of content you see like, him. He really gained a lot of fans for himself and also yeah. probably the angels. Yeah, and like the so the second highest tweet says home run derby contestant yesterday winning pitcher today. What a show! Well, like, oh, that's also part like normally pitchers don't also bat, <laughs> which is which so he's like just like the future <laughs> we love a, mul- a, mul- a multi-dimensional king well yeah and like, multi-dimensional king yeah we do we really <laughs> do <laughs> well yeah so like he's just an interesting player on the field yeah it carries over to like people again wanting, you know, how untraditional is it like yeah we try to say this yeah. all the time stop doing what everybody else is doing yes and really he cool. already has like some of like top he's like one of the top 10 like MLB stars in endorsements, like dollar value of endorsements. So he's doing great. 
already but I think this is more like brought him to the east coast even you know like sure more eyes on him as an individual Mm -hmm. and everything else so I mean I'm a little pissed off yeah the only thing I saw about Pete Alonzo was that he went out to a bar with like his friends after he won the MLB as he should home run derby and the bar kicked him out like they were closing at like midnight (laughs) and they're like you gotta go and he was like do you know who I am Pete Alonzo a giant like chain with the home run derby like champion thing on it and it was just I a bizarre just video run derby and you can't, <laughs> you can't just keep this tiny little bar open bouncers these days man they just don't respect anybody I'm, what's that like, could you imagine being kicked out of a bar after winning the home run derby i can't imagine getting kicked out of a bar now and i'm a no one <laughs> uh mary you have to leave <laughs> i'm like do you know who i am <laughs> i have a podcast data's calling ever heard of it it's on spotify and apple music sometimes youtube no i have almost 860 followers on twitter you do wow that's it's actually so many more than i do all right new contest get me to more followers on twitter than mary by the end of the week (laughs) we'll see who wins this home run derby If you, if you guys get me to more followers than Mary by the end of the week, I will pretty much do whatever you want and sell my soul to social media. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, that's all the data we have. <laughs> in the next <clears throat> three weeks, we're going to be drowning in Olympic content. So literally, we hope you enjoyed our data for the week and we'll hit you back in a week from now with all the other stuff you've been wanting. Um, and stick around for our great interns. We're so excited to talk to them and so excited for you to learn more about them because they're doing awesome stuff at Zoom and we're so happy to have them. Okay, and here is our episode with our Zoom interns. What's up, everybody? We're back at it again and we have some special guests today do we have some special guests for you (laughs) it's college 2.0 we're here with the zoom summer interns feeling young (laughs) mary and i might as well just (laughs) call ourselves the old dogs here (laughs) um no but yes we do have three really amazing interns uh two of them work with our marketing team one of them kind of hybrid marketing and um product side so we have isa sid and casey here for you guys to listen to today and get to know yeah so give us a little info about your guys' self (laughs) yeah quick elevator pitch go all right well I think I'm going first so I'm the hybrid marketing devops intern (laughs) um yeah I'm Casey, uh, Cassandra Jordan, I go by Casey. Um, I'm currently an undergraduate student in Cornell pursuing a CS degree um, and a minor in either like something marketing business related or government related. I don't play sports in college, but I played softball throughout my life. And what do you want to go? Go with Uh, Mary's question. It's better. Oh, I'm from Great Falls, Virginia. So cool. Yep. And then what do you want to, like, as of right now, based off of what you've learned or what you're doing in school, what do you want to do when you graduate? Oh, uh, hopefully something with data 
probably I, I'm really leaning towards sports now like as we're looking more into like women in sports oh, I was we like, converted another one <laughs> awesome well we're so happy to have you here I'm, happy, happy I'm very happy to be here very blessed <laughs> that's what I like to hear next up we have um she was just named today the d3 senior tennis player of the year I did not know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it literally happened like two hours before we got on Go off queen. Go off queen. Yeah. We have Miss Issa. Issa, give us the rundown. Tell us Hi. I'm so happy and honored to be on this podcast. Honestly, number one fan. Um, (laughs) From the start, (laughs) from the jump. Yeah. No, I'm super excited to be here. A little nervous. well, my name is Isa Isabel. Um, I just graduated from Emory University with a um, Bachelor of Science in Applied Math and Statistics. I was on the women's tennis team at Emory, and um, I'm going to be um, pursuing a Master of Business Analytics at UC Irvine um, starting in August. And I'll also be playing for their team using my last year of eligibility. Shout out COVID. Um, Found out about Zoom through um, Women in Sports Tech, the fellowship program, and that's how I was matched with Zoom. I'm so happy to be here. Well, tell us about where you're from because you have a a cool um, backstory. Oh, yeah. So I was born in Paris, and my whole family is Spanish, so I grew up in France, and spoke Spanish and French there. And then I moved to Miami seven years ago and been living here ever since. And how many languages do you speak? Uh, three and yeah, started learning uh, Italian in college. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And last, but certainly not least. Sid. Um, hello everyone. <laughs> yes, I'm, so I, my name is Sid. Um, I am going to be a senior, taking me five years to get there. Thank you, COVID, but we'll be a senior this year at Harvard. Um, Play hockey there, ice hockey. Um, I've played my whole life, so yay on that. Um, And Zoom. Oh, my major. So my major is actually government, um, kind of a curveball there. Uh, And I've always been, like, interested in political science, um, but... I, I mean, I've always been an athlete, so like sports are my main passion, um, which is kind of how I ended up at Zoom versus like a campaign or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, how did I find Zoom? Uh, honestly, networking. Um, just had a series of people introduce me to a series of people, somehow landed on a mirror. Um, and, you know, I guess I made a good impression on him and somehow I landed up here and I'm honestly this I've been enjoying it so much so far um and even though like it's even though we're remote I still feel like I've been getting to know you guys pretty well so that's awesome thank you slack and thank you zoom um yeah um it is not sponsored by either <laughs> yes zero sponsorships um yeah i'll be a slack athlete. shout out a yeah. slack athlete how cool would that yeah <laughs> um, do your team do your team group chats on slack yeah like forget like nike or lulu i'm a slack athlete <laughs> 
Um, and then in terms of what I want to do after I graduate, um, honestly, that's, I've been thinking a lot about that this year and, and over like the last couple years, I think my answer has changed like so many times. Um, if you had, if you had asked me like what I wanted to do two years ago, I probably would have said like political consulting. And so I've always, always, always like wanted to kind of be a part of the movement to grow women's sports. Um, and I also think that like now, especially we see like more and more athletes using their platform for strategic partnerships, for um, things like things such Activism. as like social movements. Yeah. yeah. And I think like that's being accepted now, whereas like maybe even like a couple years ago, that was like, no, just like stick to stick to like Shut sports. Up and yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think like companies like Zoom who are using like data to tell the story is something that um, I think is really interesting. I think that is only going to become more important as we continue to, you know, kind of guide people to women's sports, think more creatively at how to market women's sports. And so um, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, but I would love to keep working in like sports tech, keep working in women's sports marketing and stuff like that. So that's where I'm at now, but talk to me in May and I'll give you Girl, it's okay answer. not to know I went to I went to college for to be a doctor whoa <laughs> now I'm a doctor of I went, data I went <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but no I think we can make a really good point based off of what Sid just said and before Mary said Dr. Data what she was also saying um if you are in that age range of like 18 to I would say like 25 where you're like going back to school, finishing school, taking a little bit longer to finish school, deciding if you want to go to school, whatever. You're like not going to know what you want to do. And I don't think people like really talk about it enough. So now that you guys have gotten to know our interns, um, obviously we have three interns that are interested in sports overall and in general. And not to anybody's surprise, the NIL happened a couple of weeks ago. And so we're just going to look very broadly <laughs> at um, – you know, what the general interests of these sports are on social media, of the fans or the followers of these sports are on social media. Yeah. And we preach it every single episode. Knowing your audience is key to building a, a smart partnership. And so that's what we preach. So we're going to kind of sort of try to look into that with our interns as well. Yes. Um, so first up, We'll look into um, people who follow college tennis. So, um, Issa, do you want to give a little background to the handle that we that we're tracking? Yeah. So we tracked um, ITA Tennis, which stands for the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. So basically, anything tennis related, um, college tennis related, will be posted in there. Um, so yeah, we tracked their audience and um, found that it was much older than the sports fan baseline. Yeah, so we have a general sports fan audience and the uh, college tennis audience based off of ITA tennis is 1.2 times more likely to be a Gen X and 1.5 times more likely to be a baby boomer. So these are not fans that equal the age of the people they're watching by any means, um, which is awesome. Yeah. Like there's that, that means that there's a lot of room for growth in the generation of Gen Z and millennial. Um, sure. 
So it like also we did with- gives an interesting demo that not all the other sports have. So oh, yeah, yeah, good point. So opportunities are endless <laughs> <laughs> for all of you college tennis people out there. Um, so we looked like we did with the Oma Dogs hashtag Oma Dogs. Um, yeah. <laughs> praise up. Um, we looked at their brand affinities for the people that follow the ITA, and what we found compared to the general sports fan is that they really like Panera bread. The top four, and we kind of talked about it as a group too, are like, we didn't know how else to put it into words, but like, these are like the older quick service restaurants and not older by means of like how long they've been around, but they're like mature. They're like mature. Target demo. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure. So, I don't know how else to say it. You are 3.2 times more likely if you are an audience of ITA tennis to have an affinity for Panera bread. Um, which is funny because Issa, do you feel like tennis has a huge Panera bread part? Like overall? I love Panera. I oh, feel so like- there we go. There's our, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the data, <laughs> the data are happening in real life. Yeah. I like know that with my team, like we go to Panera sometimes like after matches and stuff. So definitely like makes sense. Ooh. Yeah. We were saying it's like a health, one of the healthier QSRs. Some might say, some might um, say. <laughs> so what so your parameters are that not only maybe players but also their audiences and also the older demo would be fans of Panera yeah just feel like that fits just is very on brand for the brand yeah and opportunities are alive and well with Panera like you see Subway you know partnering with a lot of athletes but we don't really see it so much from brands like Panera so I mean they can hit a salad a sandwich those teas they make Random Just bakery begging for, items for begging 99 for cents. <laughs> My begging favorite thing tops. from Panera. The muffin tops. The muffin tops, yes. Mm. My favorite thing are the cookies from Panera. Yeah. <laughs> Health goals. So good. Player of the year. <laughs> D3 player of the year loves cookies from Panera. <laughs> Put that on a billboard. <laughs> yeah, but so Tennis World, if you're listening, watching, tuning in you guys are old and you could you could look you could look for the the young the college athletes to help you kind of with those younger demographic loving brands yeah you can say use your athletes as influencers to hit the younger crowd that they're a part of makes sense to me so much sense and we asked these earlier like is there a Panera Bread in your campus the answer is almost always yes with colleges. Much like Starbucks, Panera Bread is also just always there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, but so following Panera Bread, we also have Jimmy John's, Chipotle, and Chick-fil-A are all tied for second place with 2.8 times more likely, which, like, again, mature brands, I think. Also valid options. Yeah. Also valid options. There, yeah. We're seeing this trend. It's a healthier more expensive, quick service restaurant. It's not your McDonald's. It's not your- They're not drive throughs for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And also, um, like, as I said, like a lot of teams between matches go to like those three places, like 
Panera, Jimmy John's, and Chipotle, like after a match, during matches, like you would see a lot of those brands. Yeah. Makes sense. The data checks out. Okay. And then we have our marketing intern, my girl, Sydney, who is a collegiate <laughs> athlete. Um, and she plays women's ice hockey. And so we haven't spent a lot of time looking into their audience, but it was really cool to dive into the ice hockey audience as a whole. And Sid's a wizard at the platform. So I'm going to let her talk about it and what we found. All right. So the handle that we are following is, um, NCAA ice hockey. So this is probably, I was trying to think of like the best handle to it encapsulate like all of college hockey this would probably be it um and so and and luckily it has a large following which is always makes the data easier and you know more accurate um and similar with tennis we have an old audience um two times more likely to be a uh, part of gen x and also one point time 1.2 times more likely to be part of the baby boomers so again older which is a little bit surprising considering like, I feel like college athletes would follow their own NCAA handle. So I'm a little do bit you more follow surprised. It? Yeah, I follow it. Oh, like, I didn't follow mine. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I did not follow NCAA lax. No. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I don't know. That's what I would, would have thought it would have been yeah. mostly college athletes and then like the fringe audience, but I'm wrong because. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think like you would see like, the college fans that are younger would only follow the accounts of their school or teams that they like really enjoy. I mm-hmm. think it's more the older generation is following those like broader accounts where they can get Bro. all the news type of stuff. Yeah, it's it's niche versus like not niche. Yeah. <laughs> Vague. I don't know. Oh yeah. So yeah. in terms of brand affinities, I yeah. pulled up Let's talk about food and dining. Let's get into um, it. Let's talk, let's talk about, about food, obviously. Um, and for food, so against the general sports fan, um, college people who follow the NCAA ice hockey Twitter are 1.6 times more likely to have an affinity for Starbucks, which I'll explain why that makes sense. One, college students, college oh. students, but then two, um, there's just like this thing in hockey. I'm, I'm sure early in other to sports, the rink. Mm-hmm, you always nope. arrive early to the rink. And like you see it in the NHL a lot, there's always people holding, um, coffee cups, like having coffee before a game and like walking in with it is a thing. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that makes warm. sense to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense to me that like Starbucks would be, would be that high. And then there's also Chipotle, which Chipotle just has this like weird connection with hockey, like USA hockey always like Chipotle always sponsors the USA hockey, like youth national tournament. I just feel like I see it a lot. Like we actually don't eat it that much, but I wish we did. (laughs) Um, But like Chipotle, I mean, Chipotle is also like an easy, like healthy option for I'm thinking like our bus ride homes from road trips. I know other teams use that. So Again, like that would make sense to me for college hockey. Um, and it's across the nation, Chipotle. Yeah. As well. And it's, you know oh, I didn't even say, for me, oh, go ahead. Sid, is that it's Starbucks and not Dunkin'. I was just about to okay. get to Dunkin'. <laughs> that was my next thing. I also okay, I realized I didn't even say 
the number for Chipotle, which was four t- four point four times more likely than the general uh-huh. sports fan, which is interesting. But okay. Duncan is the next one at four point two times, which I would say like majority of college hockey is in the East Coast, and like East Coast people love Duncan. I don't get it as a Midwest person. Like I don't I don't see what's all about Duncan. I know I'm gonna step on some toes there. Like, but people love Duncan in the East Coast. And like mm-hmm. again, the coffee thing is is like a thing in hockey. So mm-hmm. two coffee and Chipotle. Let's go. That's okay. those are my brand affinities there. Eating good. Eating real good. <laughs> Eating good and caffeinated. <laughs> and caffeinated. Yeah, I feel like you have to be caffeinated to wreck people into dashboards it helps <laughs> <laughs> so that's this, her this, endorsement <laughs> it helps instead of america runs on duncan it's like duncan helps it yeah. helps <laughs> uh, all right cool well good job guys way to use the yeah. platform very proud yeah, of, of that you guys was like their assignment we made them do that for themselves <laughs> we did we because like, guess what you are your own brand <laughs> Oh goodness! You oh are my! Today, Mary. <laughs> All right, cool. We're gonna get into some qu- a quick round of rapid fire questions. Okay. These are just like funny little questions that I found on a list of funny ice little questions. <laughs> just to get to know you guys better, to build that brand better, to let people know what goes on inside of your brain when you have no time to prepare. Yeah. Okay. So okay. first one. You look so scared. I'm so scared. No, it's okay. <laughs> first one. Who was your childhood celebrity crush? Go, Casey, go. Selena Gomez. Ooh. Yeah, the queen. Uh, uh, Zac Efron, High School Musical. For sure. Yep. Definitely. Isa. Isa. I'm going to go with like tennis player, Rafa Nadal. Good choice. On brand. Way Good to choice. build Stick the brand. Yes. Way to build the brand. Good choice. Okay. I'm going to switch this one up, Mary. I'm going to add a word into this. Okay. Okay. What has been your best sports purchase this year? I, I don't have one, but I want it to be like a Theragun. Oh, I was, okay. Okay. I was going to say yours? that. Okay. This isn't in the last year, but yeah, I have, I have a Theragun and that thing is like, you need that thing. So <laughs> you should get one. <laughs> Again, not sponsored. <laughs> Here's something. This is not a trick question. <laughs> this is not a trick question. Yeah. If you had your own podcast, each of you separately, who would your ideal guests be? You don't have to say us. We would Please not be ideal guests. <laughs> don't. Let's just get that out there. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know why. That's the only okay. Whoa. That'll be that's interesting the first podcast. one that came to mind. That would be <laughs> interesting. Really interesting podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah. Pods. Yeah. Get him to talk what about, would it be about Sid. Um, so funny you should ask. My teammate and I actually have a podcast. Humble like plug. Plug, yes, plug, 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 plug. What is it? It's called uh, Talking Brands and Big Plans. And we basically just interview people on like their personal identities and stuff. Okay. So check it out. One guest that we've always wanted, and I think we can get, um, is Kendall Coyne Schofield, which she's yes. the captain of the, yeah, and she's from Chicago and okay. she's awesome Dream. and like so nice. That. And I we want her. She's a dream. Podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll DM Lisa. this to her. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. say Billy Jean King. Oh, this kid stays DJ on brand 24-7. 24-7. is on brand. She's an Elusive. icon. Like she's in everything. She knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Like CFC. She's done a lot for women's hockey lately. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, last one. Last one. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Said go first. 
Like I'm talking young. I can tell you mine was a baker. I wanted to go to Johnson and Wales and be a baker so bad. When I was six, I <laughs> said I wanted to be a cheerleader for my career. Life. So yeah, that's also on brand. Dr. Rah, rah. All right, said so go. Um, like I wish I could give you a more fun answer, but like it was probably hockey player. Like that's a funny show. Now you're doing it. Yep. You're living sure. your dream. Yeah. Good job. Casey. Casey. I think the earliest I can think of was soccer player. I played for a year. I want I wonder what Issa's gonna say. Hey, I'm gonna stay on brands and say <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I wanted to be a pop star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a singer. No, it was either a professional tennis player or have like my own tennis shop. Oh, oh tennis shop is cute. Nice, that would be nice. cool. I love that. You could still do that. There is still time, especially oh. now that you're D3 player of the year. I'm going to drop that every single chance I get. Well, I feel like I, I know that. you guys so much better. Yeah, this is, more, this, is, this is very fun for Mary and I. I this think. was so fun. And <laughs> like... These are boss women getting stuff done, athletes, so smart, helping Zoom grow as a platform and have learned so quickly. Like I am impressed by you guys every day with the way that you're able to use the platform, manipulate the data and tell the story, like seriously. So thank you you for coming on our pod. Yeah. Everybody says it, but it's a very fast paced like environment and you're learning an entire platform by yourself while also learning about the clients and also learning about the market and also trying to understand what our whole vision is as a company. So the fact that you guys can pull up audience data after four weeks, that wasn't me. That was not me in January. (laughs) So really, really, really good job. Way to set the state, way to set a standard for like all future interns coming in and anybody who's interested in hiring one of these girls ever in the future, do it. Yeah, well, thank you. Us. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you guys. Right back at you. Thank you for making like Zoom so welcoming and not making like learning stuff. Like I'm not afraid to ask questions, which is a test to like a test to you, you guys. So I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. I'm having so much fun too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> I could cry. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's our episode for this week. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you back on next Monday. Be sure to follow our incredible interns, Sid Sorkin at Sid underscore Sorkin, S-O-R-K-I-N 87 on Twitter and Isa at, at Isabel G-R-99. So that's Y-S-A-B-E-L-G-R-99. Make sure you follow at Zoomf on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Data's Calling is on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, data powered by Zoom with love. XOXO. Blair and Mary. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my, where the hell my phone? Huh? How I'm supposed to get home?